Hey, hello, I'm Emma Carey. Welcome to my podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about why I think you should travel solo. Now, I should preface this by saying I never imagined I would travel alone. The world was too big and different, and I was so small and too scared. Fear is one of the most common deterrents about solo travel, and it makes sense. Stepping into a different country and culture with only your backpack and brain makes you vulnerable. But that's the point. I had always intended to take a year off after high school. After 13 years of traditional education, I wanted to have a different learning experience. My mom had done a respectable amount of travel as a young adult, and her endless stories had prompted me to want to do the same. Beyond that, I had no clue what I wanted to pursue in post-secondary, and I was scared. My travel experience prior to graduating was pretty decent. I'd gone on a few road trips as a kid, went to Australia with my family, and had the chance to travel to Kenya on a volunteer trip through school. But I'd never been left alone to my own devices. So, after graduating, I worked for the better half of a year while most of my peers were in their first year university courses. Come spring, I flew to Europe with one of my best friends at the time. We spent three weeks with the group tour company Kentiki. We went from London to Athens and seemingly everywhere in between. As a duo, we continued through Germany, Holland, and Belgium. I went to Europe secretly hoping I would come out with a magical epiphany of what I wanted to do with the rest of my life, but I had no such luck. That's not to say I came back empty-handed. I returned from Europe in love with an Australian boy and a new perspective on what was important to me. I withdrew my university application, which I'd submitted prior to going overseas, and started saving for my next trip. There was no way I was done with this travel thing. My Australian boy came to Canada later that year, and we road-tripped across the country. The next year, I went to New York City to meet up with two international friends. Not long after, I set off to Australia and New Zealand for my first truly solo backpacking adventure. That's when shit got real. I was so stressed and scared about planning and adventuring alone. It brought me to tears on a few occasions. But I had enough experience under my belt that I knew I needed to do it, and more importantly, that I could. The lessons I've learned through my travels so far are immense, and they've shaped me into who I am today. I could write a laundry list of them all, but I've narrowed it down to my top three. These lessons are my takeaways and reasons I think everyone should travel alone at least once. Lesson number one, discomfort is essential to growth. This was a hard one for me to learn. I didn't want it to be true. Traveling alone will stretch every comfort zone you have. At first, it's daunting and exhausting. Always forcing yourself to do the thing you don't want to do takes a lot of energy. It's draining, especially if you're anxiety inclined like me. One of the biggest comfort zones I had to get out of was accepting I didn't know what I was doing and not being afraid to ask for help. I always knew expecting myself to be good at everything was an impossible standard. Everyone didn't know how to do anything at one point, but even with that rationale, it wasn't until I put myself into situations where I had no other choice but to admit I needed help that I started to embrace it. When I walked off the plane in a foreign country by myself for the first time and didn't know how the public transportation system worked or how far away my hostel was and everyone I knew was halfway across the world and probably asleep because of the time difference, I had to ask for help. I used to avoid being in these types of situations. Had I not been alone, I would have heavily encouraged my travel companion to ask and hung back while they did so. Faced with freezing up at the airport or having to ask someone for help, the option was clear. I had to count to 10, walk up, and ask. So simple, but so hard for me. Asking for help may not be your weakness, 
but I guarantee something will make you uncomfortable or anxious while traveling. I also guarantee you can overcome it. If you always stay comfortable, you will never get anywhere. Doing the opposite of what you want to do is sometimes exactly what you need. Once I realized I had every ability to ask for help, the world opened up, and so did my independence, which leads me to lesson number two. Your life is wholly yours, and you can do anything with it. I spent a couple of weeks with some old friends in Australia, and it was amazing to catch up, but I couldn't wait for the second leg of my travels in New Zealand where I would once again be on my own. I landed in Auckland at 6 a.m. exhausted. I'd already been up for 12 hours and had at least 10 more waking ones ahead of me, but I didn't care. All I could think about was how I could spend the day doing whatever my heart desired. Having no agenda in a new place is one of my favorite feelings ever. I found my hostel, dropped off my backpack, put my headphones in, and started to walk. Just walk. I picked a direction and went with it. I found an adorable vegan cafe, bought a pastry and coffee, asked the barista if she had any recommendations for places to check out, and people watched in the park while I ate. The first time I let myself wander like that, I thought I was wasting my precious moments of travel. But I came to appreciate just being somewhere. I started to notice the different species of trees, the wildlife and rituals of the locals. New Zealand has a culture not far removed from North America's, but there's still countless nuances to stop and appreciate. The rest of my day was spent exploring a museum, wandering a botanical garden, and having a picnic dinner in the park while listening to my favorite podcast. Every step of my day was ruled entirely by what I wanted to do and see. Compromise is essential to life and successful relationships. But when you're the only person you have to think about, compromise is non-existent and instead replaced with 100% independent satisfaction. Don't get me wrong, I enjoy and value the relationships I have in my life, but these moments are so important. I have since expanded this philosophy to how I look at life. Anything can happen. Anything! I started to realize people who I heavily admired, people who built their own tiny houses from the trailer up or traveled the country freelancing while living out of a van, were just like me. The only thing standing in the way was, well, me. I found that all the power I'd ever desired had been sitting limply in my hands. It's cliche, but life is truly what you make it. Attitude and perspective are everything. Traveling alone made me believe in my ability to achieve my dreams. I want to travel cross country in a van, start a blog about vegan restaurants, pursue a zero waste lifestyle, live overseas and grow my own food. The list is endless and I'll forever be adding to it. Supporting my independence and living a life off the beaten path is my dream. And now I know I can do it. No matter what your dreams are, having the world at your fingertips makes you feel something different. Experience is powerful and able to change your perspective. Seeing new things and processing them without other people's influences will open your mind. Spending your day alone is incredible, and there's a lot to gain from it, but you don't have to solo it 24-7. In fact, I don't think you should, because lesson number three is just as important. Talk to people. When you don't know anybody, it means everyone is an opportunity. Prior to traveling, I considered my social skills to be a 5 out of 10. I hardly ever started a conversation. I preferred to be a wallflower. If I did join, I relied on other people to keep the conversation going. I was too afraid of embarrassing myself by asking questions. But when no one knows you, it's ever so slightly less terrifying to strike up a conversation with someone. I asked myself, what have I got to lose? I'll never see these people again if I don't want to. I soon realized it's a lot less fun and a lot more awkward if you stand to the side silently holding your beer. 
So I just started asking questions. Sure, some were silly, and I stared at the ground through many awkward pauses, but I learned about different cultures and was opened up to different values, traditions, and perspectives. It's made me a more compassionate human. There's so much to learn and connections to be made with the people around us. When I returned home, I instinctively resorted to my quiet self. But I came to a realization one night in conversation with a close friend that there doesn't need to be a difference between traveling me and home me. I stopped allowing fear to hold me back from approaching people and it's changed my life. Now I'm not afraid of a group of strangers and believe conversation to be priceless. I have traveled with many groups of strangers. Every single time, within a few days, we're best friends. There's an irreplaceable bond of experiencing new things together that I just can't describe. I still keep in touch with dozens of them. No matter how infrequently we touch base, when we're reunited, it's like no time has passed. Not only do I now have friends around the world, I'm far more appreciative of the circle I have at home. You will come across a wide array of personalities, all with different experiences than your own. Lean into your differences and see what you can learn. Solo travel is among the top five trips people would do again, and I couldn't agree more if I haven't already made that clear. It's the best thing I've ever done. I can't guarantee you'll love it as much as me, but I'm confident you won't regret it. I can't wait until I start my next solo adventure and continue learning, experiencing, and exploring. So what are you waiting for? The podcast is over now. Go book your flight.